What I'm saying, we have a responsibility, a social responsibility, and that's what's not being talked about. We have a responsibility as people in society, not people above society or away from society, who people are hipper than society, you know what I mean? But people in society whose job is to articulate life and to try to transform it. It's Thought Leader Thursday. Thought Leader Thursday on Metro FM Talk. It is indeed, and at 24 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Thought Leader Thursday segment, which we bring to you every Thursday. Uh, where we talk uh, to people that are really shifting the dial in uh, their different spaces of operation. And uh, my guest this evening is certainly no different. Uh, Linda Makroma is a founder and CEO of uh, the Noma Chawe Group and uh, president-elect or incoming president of ABASA, the Association for Black Accountants uh, in South Africa. And uh, she's our thought leader on this Thursday. Linda, good evening and welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Linda, um, I want us maybe to start off here. Um, Before we get into Abasa, before we get into your foray into the world of accounts and audits and I guess uh, a lot of the impactful work that you do now in mentorship and leadership and in business development, let's maybe start off with Ulinda. Now, I I said earlier on, uh, I said mistakenly, and I had to correct that. Uh, but let's maybe start off, I guess, with who Linda is, how and where it is that you grew up. Um, and of course, I guess, you know, I often say, you know, some people are, happen to be born with surnames that they have to always, you know, uh, 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 explain or even have to be asked. Oh, yeah, Zalana, Nobani, Nobani. But talk to me about, I guess, your, your upbringing and uh, we'll also, I guess, touch on uh, the fact that Thank you, Putom. I think before I even start, just to, to acknowledge your listeners, and, and um, I know there are some members and followers and past persons listening, so good evening to everyone. Hey, Chong, I thought you were so Yeah, you bring something out in me. So let me start in terms of my, my history and my upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Portfolio is, is correct. And I'm glad because if you're follow, you didn't mention that other thing everybody says. So thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I was born and raised in Fort Um My grandparents really were focused in the farming space. Um, my my grandfather, I remember him quite fondly, um, who was very traditional. And I, I really enjoyed that, that, that side of my, my childhood. But um, I did my primary and high school in Queenstown, Farmaro, and in uh, Queenstown Girls High School, and you would know Queenstown Girls High School. I know you were at Queenstown. Yes, College. across the road. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, from there, um, moved to to uh, the University of Witwatersrand. Uh, that's where I started my um, academic journey, mm. and then I had to take a, a bit of a sabbatical uh, and come back to the Eastern Cape. Um, but then I picked that up. I was given an opportunity by my uncle, who said, "Do you still want to to?" go this accountancy route, and he literally got me back into that, and that's when I went to a Forte. Mm, mm. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the journey and getting through Forte, and that's where I encountered your buses. And I, I remember stumbling into a meeting and thinking, no, man, there's something about this, this mm. Abasa thing. I don't know what's happening here, but they need a bit of order. So I offered my, my, <laughs> my services, and that's how I got yeah. into the, the treasurer, you know. So I'm always that person, I think, generally wanting to, to assist um, and, and seeing how we can make things do more and, and be better for our people. Yeah. 
Um, Look, that's I mean, it's, generally who I am. Yeah, it's clear that you've never been afraid of responsibility. Um, no. I mean, I think one of my earliest recollections, uh, because you did say you went to the school you know, across the road from uh, the school that I went to. And uh, was that even already at that stage, um, you were already a leader? Um, so, so I guess there's, there's, there's also that. But also, I mean, just as you were speaking, I guess, about, you know, earlier on and your own, uh, you know, history and background in the Eastern Cape, um, surely going to the University of Forte, Guano College, also really created, I guess, a deep connection and a bond uh, mm-hmm. uh, even in what, what it is you wanted to achieve in your own career with the province of the Eastern Cape, its own opportunities, I guess, uh, maybe talk to us about that before we get into, I guess, the, the very important undertaking over the next while that uh, you're going to have as your responsibility. Mm. Thank you for that question, Bukwam. And um, it's really so close to my heart in When you think about Tumakoma and his history as, as a great Kosa warrior, um, I always think to myself, even as I journey in, in, in my leadership within the transformation space, that Ucho Mtubong was fighting frontier wars. Mm. And those are, that's the history. But we still continue to fight um, in our day and age, in our generation. We may not be there in Dabeni, but in the boardroom, we have to deal with transformation issues. It is the equivalent. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for the blood that runs within uh, my veins because mm. it gives me the strength to say I have a responsibility. Um, the legacy that was left, I need to carry that on. And I think the, the profession gets perhaps is, is fortunate or in a person is fortunate that I do have that drive, that it's mm. not about um, the pay or remuneration of what we do because we don't get paid for this. It's, sure, it's, a, it's sure. a labor of love and, and a commitment to our people to say we are really standing for making sure that no that child is left behind, mm. and that comes from the principles and the values and the upbringing sure. that we, I was fortunate to, to, to get yeah. um, from home and the history, you know. So that, that's what the Jehovah's Witnesses means to me and how it ties into what I do today. Mm. Yeah. I find it fascinating, though, because, you know, when you think about accountants in a normal, maybe, society, and we do live in an abnormal society, I mean, coming from the background, we, you know, we come from. In a normal society, accountants are just bean counters, right? I mean, mm. you know, gray suits, that type of thing. But in South Africa, um, one, the very intimate knowledge of business processes and, of course, you know, the lifeblood and the veins of any business, which are in the numbers, um, and also having to deal with that in a context where we're talking about transformation, where we're trying to really structurally transform our society, makes black accountants, let alone African women accountants, um, not only, I guess, um, you know, an important pressure group in the society, but also a group uh, where we're trying to get more and more people into that uh, segment. Talk to me about how, you know, Anabasa plays its role there as an advocacy group, as a pressure group, but also as a platform for professional development that makes sure that nobody's left behind, as you were saying. Mm. Thank you, Putin. Um, I think, you know, well, generally, Abbas is really known around the space of educating for transformation within the CA designation, mm. you know. But it, it's broader than that. I mean, we, we have a national council that is being appointed currently that represents a number of streams, but such as your government accountants, professional accountants, your ACAs, your schemas, your internal auditors, you know. Um, but really, the role that Abbas plays is to make sure that we are assessing the value chain right now. Um, we all know, we all cry once a year um, and twice in, in some cases around these board exams. 
where we are seeing uh, declining pass rates and it's so disheartening. But the big, um, the big thing here is the stats that we're seeing in terms of how much of black people are actually taking up the, the pie in terms of the CA designation. You know, if you look at the stats just recently, I think the latest would be from August. We only take about 15% mm. of the CAs in, in this country um, and 57% goes to our white counterparts. As an Abbasa, we can't sit comfortably um, and say, look, we've moved anything because it does not represent the demographic of our country. Mm. So Abbasa is really there to say, what needs to change here? What needs to shift here? You know, our three strategic pillars are education, transformation, and the socioeconomic uh, participation of, of our uh, members. But within the education space, there is such a big role in making sure that while we're getting kids to buy into this dream of being a chartered accountant, we need to make sure that the environment is such that they can actually mm. get out and get to that destination and realize this dream. So that's the, the main thing. But, I mean, just recently we were talking about professionalizing of the public sector, and Abasa plays a big role mm. in that as well because Abandu Betu, Abandu the public sector. And you look at what's happening within the public sector, um, the issues of, of corruption and the state of our municipalities, and you talk about how accountants are everywhere, and that is so true. So when you talk about how we're going to revive or, or a, a regeneration or just fixing the problems that are there, we have responsibility because our people are there. So we need to also be cultivating um, ethical leaders and the pool of these leaders that are going to go sit on, on these committees and, and these audit committees and these boards who are going to make the right decisions and stand by, by the ethical um, decisions that they should be making. Mm. So those, just on a high level, those are some of the things we're really kind of honing in that the mandate is so big for them. Yeah. Um, and you need people to, to really drive that mandate. And I think that's what Abasa is now doing, capacitating sure. office so that we can really move the strategic agenda. You speak about ethics. Uh, and for the longest time, I mean, we always knew, you know, your accountants, Gaban Banigwane stamps the commissioner of oaths in the <laughs> in the society. Uh, mm. You know, there's issues of integrity, ethics. And yet, if we look at um, many of the episodes, not just in South Africa, I mean, think of the Enron scandal in other parts of the world, uh, and more latterly here in South Africa with what we saw in our SOCs. Many of the people, Abebe Kondra, have that designation, which should be a signal that this is not just a person of uh, tremendous brilliance, but it's also a person of great integrity, just on the back of the designation one would have. Uh, one would think that a big part of the work that Abasa has to do is to not only just, I guess, you know, um, push the line of transformation, but from a professional development perspective, also mm. continue to reconnect with some of those, uh, uh, you know, ethos of integrity and ethical uh, a foundation that was often uh, associated with accountants, but uh, sadly now, I guess, with what we've seen recently in South Africa, might not necessarily be the case in some circles. That's a big one, Budram. I think the former president, even wrote an article uh, to that effect, saying that something needs to really shift um, what is going on in, in this particular profession. Mm. Um, one of the first congratulatory calls uh, was from one of our stakeholders who was didn't even say congratulations, but said, uh, when you do take over the reins, there is a lot of work around uh, our leaders um, and conversations that an engagement we must have. And that is really aligned to what I want to see. You know, uh, Bonga, 
looking at even what Prof Ngufu has done in writing his book post uh, taking over the chairman role at the KPMG, mm. which are one of the, the organizations that are in some of the, the fire, right? Um, it's important that he wrote that book. It's important that we engage on the things that are, are seen and the areas that are made and how we can mitigate these things happening again. And it comes from engagement and it comes from learning from those things. You can't change the past, but we need to know that um, we have a responsibility to really make sure that our people are supported and we are having the right conversations around ethics. And remember, ethics you can't teach. Uh, well, mm. it, it's, a, it's a muscle, you must exercise it. And you know, birds of feather, feather uh, flock together, and the circle that you have around you is very important. So, organizations such as ABASA should be spaces that create platforms for us to get together. And even if you are thinking of doing something unethical, you come and you attend a, se- a session with some of our leaders and the ethical leaders and, and some of our captains of industry that will actually remind you of your responsibility. When you sign, when you use that stamp that you're so proud of, that you know why you're using that, that you go back to the, the role that we play as accountants um, in our communities and even in this state capture that is here, mm. we know that we played a role in getting us there, but we also play a role in getting us out. You know? So for me, conversations are important. Telling the stories, acknowledging when we're wrong, but also being very real with each other to call each other out is very important. Mm. So even with the BASA, we need to also figure out what kind of model now do we need to create or what kind of segment or role do we have to play in some of the disciplinary processes. You know, that's something we must think about to support some of our regulators because we have really strong relations with them, but we also need to be part of that process to ensure that as we are producing and advancing our people, we are creating an ethical fiber amongst our people in all the mm. programs that we do. Mm. And I guess, Uklandu Valkulu, I mean, on your on your shoulders as uh, you take on this role, uh, I mean, I was looking at uh, your guys' website and some of the um, sort of past uh, presidents who have held this role, very, you know, uh, uh, very well-known luminaries, I mean, also Standa Aswa, um, you know, uh, Andile Kumalo and many others. Um, when, when you think about sort of what... If five years from now, as you reflect, I guess, uh, as you maybe hand over the baton or, uh, you know, go in for a second term, what, what do you want Linda Makoma's imprint to be on Abasa as an organization, its activities, and more importantly, I guess, the vision that you have uh, for uh, your profession and some of uh, the many young people uh, from Indaz Fanano, Komani, Noleti, Frenopofolo that uh, want to go into the sector? You know, um Women leadership has always been, well, just recently, a lot of the, the language around it is inclusion. We are very inclusive leaders. We have a different leadership style. Sure. Um, and it's so important for, for women to know that they can, they can be whatever it is that they want to be. They can lead organizations like these. Um, it's, and you say, my Madam President, but she's one of the people that has really guided me and, and given support around that agenda. I'm very passionate about it. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm raising a 10-year-old um, girl and I want her to know that she needs to be confident, you know. We're not always going to have it figured out and sometimes we feel that just because we're not 100% where we think we need to be, we can't do certain things. I'd like to leave just a, a, an environment that allows women to be confident and really to try things but also make sure that we are leaders who are creating a pipeline 
and making sure that more people come after us. And the only way we're going to do that is create support structures. Um, the, the other inclusive element as well is, at the beginning I talked about how we still associate with, with the CA designation, mm. but we have so many different streams within the accounting space mm. and different ways to penetrate this particular profession and do amazing things in, the, in that effect. And we all play a role. It's not only CAs. You have your professional accountants, you have your internal yes. auditors, and um, you have your RGA. You know, that are going to be the solution to some of the problems in our mm. profession. And we, as an ambassador, we have a big role to bring everyone together to, to be the conduit, you know, and to be the voice of all these different segments that can be a think tank to find the solutions that we yeah, need as, yeah. as a profession. And definitely, maybe what we need to do, Klaus Pindasak, ma'am, is for you to come and tell us about all of the other designations, I mean, H-E-A mm. and others, which are critical. Yep. You know, we're setting audits up on radio every day. You know, this and this, uh, 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 you know, ministry had to go and account to the Portfolio Committee on audit outcomes. Mm. Uh, wasn't spent uh, because of weak controls. And we maybe need to shine a spotlight because in many ways, I guess that that is, uh, you know, very intimately woven with success at the level where the rubber meets the road, to that we certainly need to be turning around. Uh, but uh, Linda, uh, I want us maybe to pause here for a second. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap up on the other side and uh, also maybe uh, speak briefly, I guess, about uh, yeah, what uh, the first 100 days looks like and what uh, you might have in that inbox. What I'm saying, we have a responsibility, a social responsibility, and that's what's not being talked about. We have a responsibility as people in society, not people above society or away from society, who people are hippered in society, you know what I mean? But people in society whose job is to articulate life and to try to transform it. It's Thought Leader Thursday. Thought Leader Thursday on Metro FM Talk. It is indeed, and 17 minutes it is before 9 p.m. Our Thought Leader on this Thursday is the President-elect of uh, Abasa, and uh, joining me is Linda Makoma. Uh, she's also the founder and the CEO of uh, Noma Chawe Group. And uh, maybe just briefly, Linda, before we, uh, uh, I guess, uh, wrap up, Noma Chawe Group, uh, talk to us about some of the work that uh, you're doing there and uh, I guess uh, seeing that as a vehicle for you to continue to extend the impact of the work uh, that uh, you undoubtedly already do under the auspices of Abasa. Yes, so Namachawe is really um, my mo- mother's legacy. Namachawe is my, my late mother's name. Mm. Um, you know, when I jumped ship from the, the corporate world and auditing, um, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that I needed something needed to change. Um, and I knew that the light of what I needed to do was under um, my mother's memory. So it really is speaking to what I'm really passionate about, uh, transformation and people um, and developing people. So a lot of my, my the work that Mamachal Group will do, because it is still a baby, is really look at youth development, um, look at some of the things that I'm doing within Abasa, but Mamachal Group does it on a bigger scale. It's not closed to just the accounting space because we do have a bigger role. So that is my baby and, and what it is um, going to be doing and also just doing a lot of the consulting work within different spaces. Um, I've recently just joined an organization that allows me to mentor leaders within that space. And I'm hoping that the work I'll do there will create better environments around even the audit space because it's a big thing I'm also passionate about to make sure that we change the environment so that black professionals can also feel welcome in these spaces. Mm, mm. And, and I guess that's that's a critical part of this. I mean, um, I hate to say it, but it does seem there's a 
not only just uh, issues of transformation, but a, a value and cultural type of revolution that's needed mm. in many of these workplaces. Because you value systems and even just the outlook of how we sometimes approach the work, um, I guess is indicative of how few of us uh, you know, are in these spaces uh, as a majority. And maybe I want us to end off on that point. I made the earlier point before we went to the break of some of the other designations and the, the social value that they play. Because we often place CASA on a certain pedestal uh, without really understanding how critical to the functioning of both the public and even you know, the private sector and many of the other designation holders who uh, you know, ensure that systems are in place, controls are in place, uh, mm -hmm. reporting happens in a way because all of the things that are outputs of the work that you guys do serve as a massive information signal to many economic actors to make decisions uh, whether to buy, not to buy, and all manner of mm. other decisions. Indeed. Um, and, and that's why it's so, it's so important that we are grooming um, professionals, black professionals especially, who are going to understand how important it is. What you do has a signaling, like you're saying, and um, when you speak around the different uh, streams, remember that the auditors come in at the end, hey? Um, mm. And um, the people that are there on a day-to-day -day and that can actually um, avoid and detect things as they happen are, are the other streams as well. So I think we must um, not place all the, re the, the responsibility on the chartered accountancy profession, a designation, but we also need to know that everybody in this profession has a role to play. Yeah, yeah. Linda? Real pleasure having had you on the platform and and Akulu and uh, thank you very much Kumganikas. Thank you very much uh, Linda Makoma, uh, the uh, president elect incoming president of uh, Abasa and uh, the founder and CEO of uh, the Noma Chawa group joining us this evening as our thought leader.